chef. And I am here to start the pot. So let me go. And just like that, cold kicking and screaming from the ether, it's another episode of Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. I'm Brady. I'm Derek. I'm Colton. Hey, and my name's Tyler. And we are Stir the Plot, a podcast where we take the first and last scenes of a movie and try to figure out what on earth happens in between. Yeah. Uh, so welcome back, everyone. This is episode two. Didn't think we were going to make it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> thank you guys so much for the love on that first episode. I was uh, genuinely surprised that not just my mom was going to listen yeah, to First this. time my mom texted me in years since it was yeah. <laughs> surprised to tell me that she I got like it. half a hug. <laughs> So are you guys aware that McDonald's is actually throwing a rave in downtown Los Angeles? And I kid you not, it's called Rise and Rave featuring Manila Killa. Who? It's Manila Killa. Your guess is as good as mine. I I legitimately think we can come up with a better rave name than Rise and Rave. Yeah, I mean, first, like, off the dome is McRave. (laughs) Manila Killa, Hot Beats, Fresh Meats. (laughs) That's what they call that's me gonna, in high school. That's going to peak. <laughs> but a but 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 McGretton it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. What what do you think what do you think is going to go on at this rave? Are they going to start McDonald's like at the rave? Cuz like I've been to a few raves and there's no way I'm putting McDonald's in my body. Yeah, and also not to like beat a dead horse or anything, but this also just sounds like the Clemson Tigers at the White House. <laughs> I can't make this up. A morning dance party celebrating triple breakfast stacks. A morning triple dan- breakfast stacks. Yeah, so I'm nine there. in the morning, there's gonna be like girls in like crop tops and those big like furry boots with just cracked glow sticks that just look like green water. What do y'all What do y'all think about the uh, McDonald's characters like Hamburglar and? Well, because the- you know, if it's a rave, there's gonna be like sexy Hamburglar, oh, sexy Grimace. It's yeah, and it's also in December too, so it's like. You're going to be cold. Like, whoever is the public relations of this event needs to be fired. They need to be fed to Ronald. And <laughs> you know they keep Ronald. unquenchable. Yes, you know they keep Ronald in a cage. <laughs> it says their target audience is Gen Z, and we all know no one in Gen Z wakes up before 9 a.m. I mean, come well, on. But, like, what are, what are the events that they're going to have? Are they just going to have McFortnite? <laughs> Y'all remember the Thanos event? It's just going to be a Ronald McDonald theme. <laughs> oh, no. You have to collect the McFinity stones. <laughs> Uh, the fry, uh, a large Coke, a Big Mac, a McNugget, and... Uh, the shoe you lost on the playground. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. You're not getting that back. <laughs> that's, that's fed to Ronald. The needle that's hidden in the ball pit. <laughs> so like we said, guys, this is a podcast where we're going to read off the very first scene of a movie and the very last scene of a movie and just try to figure out what happens in between. And since we can't legally play movie audio, we're actually going to sort of reenact the movies for you guys. And the one we have picked today is How It Ends. Has anyone in here actually seen How It Ends? I, I'd never heard of it until you recommended it. Yeah, and just from your description of the first and the last scenes of this movie, it sounds <laughs> buck wild. I was digging through my Netflix queue and stumbled across this gem of a movie, currently sitting at, I think, like 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I mean, if Bohemian Rhapsody can get like a 45% and still get nominated for Best Picture, then I mean, <laughs> anything's possible. So I think, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the very first scene of How It Ends. Colton, take it away. We see the close-up of an ultrasound. As the parents-to-be, Will and Samantha, look nervously at the screen. A caption appears, Seattle, 
8.20 a.m. Are we having a boy or a girl? The nurse smiles. Are you sure you want to know? Yes, I can't take the suspense. She glances toward her husband, who lets out a long and weirdly dramatic breath. Is everything going to be okay? Your baby boy is healthy. Will and Samantha laugh with relief. A baby boy. Baby boy. The parents smile. Will leans over and laughingly blows air into her onto her exposed stomach, <laughs> making a loud fart noise. Everyone in the room is immediately uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, so here's my problem. Uh, right, I'm immediately uncomfortable. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> my biggest pet peeve with writers is when they try to shoehorn in romance with the most ungodly PDA. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that in front of a random nurse stranger, when your wife is pregnant, you're not going to raspberry her stomach? <laughs> yeah, you're not going to raspberry your wife's big baby <laughs> belly? It's just, these are the writers that are like, we got to we gotta make these characters relatable, so I'm going to have them tickle fight in the middle of public transportation. <laughs> it's like, well, no, because then they're that couple. Yeah, they're like that couple that meows at each other in the school hallway. <laughs> oh, man. True story that actually happened. I don't know where they're at now, but I hope they're happy. <laughs> Okay, so first thoughts, first thoughts of this movie. Where do we think it's going? I immediately, I, this, couple, this couple, <laughs> <laughs> this couple's not relatable to me. They're just obnoxious. You can't tell me that you've never blown a raspberry onto your significant other's stomach in the middle of a hospital room. You cannot sit over there, Brady King, and tell me that you've never done that. I'm not really into premarital raspberries. <laughs> Sorry, I'm saving That's myself for marriage. You and the Lord. Uh, I have my raspberry purity ring. True raspberries wait. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's got to be some sort of romantic comedy or like. I'm thinking this is like a rom-com uh, satire. Okay. It's got it's got to be some sort of satire because there's no way that a movie starts out like this and is going to take itself seriously. Well, I guess we're about to find out. Colton, let's go ahead and get started on the last scene and we'll see where our theories go. We follow behind a rusty truck as it tears down a long stretch of highway, flanked by tall trees and steep cliffs. Inside, Will and Samantha glance over their shoulders in a panic. What is it? It's happening again. Behind them, a gigantic cloud of ash and dirt erupts from the ground ripping apart the mountains and rushing toward the vehicle. Oh, God. The truck picks up speed as the wave of debris approaches even faster. It's getting closer. We're going to make it. No matter what happens, we're going to make it, okay? The ash cloud is almost caught up with them, ripping up every tree and boulder in its path. Look at me, okay? Look at me. It's going to be okay. I know. I love you. Making sure to kiss at the most inconvenient time possible, Will leans in and embraces his wife. The cloud of ash closes in, the interior of the car grows dark as dust begins to surround them. Will tightens his grip on the steering wheel. The camera pans up as the truck roars down the highway, the cloud of debris hot on their wheels. Fade to black. So we were wrong. I don't think so. I think it can still be a satire, um, but it's like a scary movie or like a disaster movie. This is like, what, our second post-apocalyptic movie? <laughs> I'm sensing we, a theme. Having a, having a theme here? Let's just talk about the world's most explosive pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to also say that this cloud of ash and debris is their son. If you look closely at the sonogram, instead of a baby, you'll see a 15 megaton nuke that this woman is carrying <laughs> to 
to full term inside of her. Isn't every baby a 15 megaton nuke? <laughs> Might as well be. I know I was. Of tears and poop. <laughs> okay. okay, here's my here's my theory on this movie. You picture like Bruce Banner type doctor scientist person. That's the husband. Husband's been fooling around with chemicals he shouldn't have been. And then starts fooling around with his wife. <laughs> and then starts fooling around with his wife. And therefore, his his son has unnatural ability to explode at any given moment, right? And just like can't control it. Anytime he throws a little tantrum, it's just done. Everyone's yeah. done. Wow, Incredibles three sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jack Jack. It's Jack Jack. I think that this movie is pure satire. There's no other way that this can be. This can't be a serious movie. There's like another like rom-com satire with it's Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. I think it's uh yeah, I think it's in the same vein as this as that movie. We don't know where this movie's going, but it goes somewhere that is lovely and unexpected. Uh like them I guess dying in a car in the middle of It only took them an explosive pregnancy to realize how much they really loved each other. Mm, that's poetry. Words to live by. Words to live by. All right, so I just pulled up the cast for this movie. Okay. I think Theo James plays Will but it also has Forrest Whitaker in this movie. Oh, he's the baby. (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine Forrest Whitaker crawling out of the womb and just being like, the plans to the Death Star. Oh no, you again. The sonogram didn't say that my baby was Oscar award-winning actor Forrest Whitaker. I just want to know where from the beginning to the end, where the sun went, because that's what makes me think that this like storm that's following them or whatever is the sun. All right. So you guys have seen Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. What's the big explosive Ragnarok boy's name? Oh, Surtur. Yeah. uh, So I think this is maybe a Surtur uh, origin story. Oh, okay. So you think that instead of like post-apocalyptic, it's almost like dabbling into mythology a little bit there we go okay so almost like a little cabin in the woods yeah so i cheated and <laughs> i'm sorry as i was looking at the uh, cast can the poster you, yeah, came so up. we're gonna pause the podcast right now we got a few things to work out <laughs> Hold on. i looked up the poster came up and i can almost promise that this is a complete serious no oh it is serious it is a hundred percent a serious movie and i think it's just bad. A hundred percent serious. Twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that, I think yeah. that looks like its main like set piece is a lens flare. <laughs> <laughs> JJ Abrams' heart just beams when he oh, looks at the poster. He just like had the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> Good work, boys. You're doing uh, me proud. <laughs> yeah, he's as he's filming Star Wars Nine. He's like, so I heard about this movie. I don't really know what it's about, but I know there's a giant lens flare. I mean, I guess how do you think? Do we think it's an apocalypse movie? It sounds like it's it. Judging by be. the fact that the Earth was literally erupting at the end, yeah, I, I like to imagine so. I, I mean, if it's not an apocalypse movie, then like, my God, does this person not know how to write a genre film? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder what do we think is causing the apocalypse? The sun. I think the sun has a little okay. bit of like a little dash of Damien from the Omen. So I thought. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like oh, the star. The sun, like, no, and I was like, I mean, the sun I is the, the sun is the star of the movie, but not <laughs> like the lens flares. I mean, it's like Geostorm. <laughs> yeah, I did not just, that movie. Neither did I, but like I know <laughs> I enough know the about it. The movie. <laughs> yeah, I know pretty much the main premise of the plot from the trailer. Gerard Butler three hundreds his way through the sun. <laughs> I think it's the sun. I think he uh, 
somehow is like the fulfillment of some like thousand year old prophecy <laughs> um, that came to term with uh, these two people falling in love. I think Will and Samantha are completely normal. I don't think they have anything special about them. I think they're almost unlikable characters because uh, I hated what, them from what, that first what gave me that impression? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Probably when they raspberried in front of a nurse. No, no. I think I think Will is the worst one. Samantha was like, honey never yeah, do I think, that again in public. I think, if you, I think if you turn to page two, it just is like a big fight. <laughs> like, she's like, literally, like, you couldn't have just held yourself back for like, <laughs> I don't know, 10 minutes until we got to the car? Or like, just not done it ever, because that's weird and gross. I felt my baby scream for help inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a thousand voices screamed at once, and then silence. <laughs> it turns out she's been like, penting up all of this rage, and then that raspberry on the stomach was it, and that's what... That's caused the explosion. That's it what was, caused the explosion. the raspberry that broke the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I think we're getting into some, like, X-Men apocalypse. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say, like, they just give birth to... Apocalypse. They give birth or, to Doomsday. I was gonna say they give birth to uh, Jean Grey as the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Did that movie get canceled? It's still coming out eventually. I've, I heard that like people who like saw like early releases of it were like, "This is bad." Like, I don't know if this is the exact wording that they use, but I've heard people say that it's almost as bad as The Room. Oh, well, I guess no. these movies will share a franchise and share Rotten Tomatoes rating. Hey, <laughs> you know what? That's fine with me. Yeah, I think, okay, so we're going with the idea that the sun is the harbinger of doom, essentially. Uh, how old do you think he is? Oh, I think, like, boss baby. Like, boss baby age. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe he's fully aware of his power, and he yeah. intends on using it for evil. Or it's like a Jack-Jack scenario where he's just, like, goes Ooh, with his emotions. What if, and hear me out, it's a boss baby Incredibles crossover event. <laughs> Who would win, Jack-Jack or boss baby? Boss baby. It's Alec Baldwin. <laughs> You can't tell me the voice actor for Jack-Jack. He's a nobody. Uh, But it's Alec Baldwin voicing Boss Baby voicing Jack-Jack. He gained superpowers, and his parents were like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it was the raspberry. That's what it was. The raspberry raspberry that broke the camel's back. It was the raspberry that broke the camel's back. The raspberry gave him superpowers. I'm a genius. (laughs) I'm still waiting for the Boss Baby 2 Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, no. He's just like doing lines of powdered milk (laughs) to get himself up in the morning. Yeah, just lines of Pedialyte. We've all been there. Who among us hasn't done a line of Pedialyte every now and then? Show of hands. hands. Yeah, go ahead and tweet at us if you've uh, done a line. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Just looking at that poster made me angry because <laughs> it's like I like I can already tell where this movie is going. If this was like a Tom Clancy movie. This poster would be you like-, could, like you like if you look at this poster, you couldn't tell me that it wasn't Jack Reacher. Exactly. If you close your eyes and just picture the most stereotypical apocalyptic movie you possibly can. What do you see, Derek? Uh, I see gas masks. I see um, common everyday items used as some sort of like deity. And a loincloth. I see lots of smoke and poor color correction. I've been playing. I've been playing Fallout Four recently, so like I'm seeing like bottle caps and like <laughs> game breaking bugs. Yeah. Bingo, bangle, bongo. I don't want to leave the Congo. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. I don't get that reference. <laughs> Fallout Three. <laughs> oh, I don't like the Fallout games. Hot take alert. <laughs> Do we think that this couple is like it's their fault? Or is are they just caught up in the middle of this? If it is their son, then I would say that it is kind of partially their fault. Okay. Um, for for birthing the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they couldn't have known unless like 
the in page two, the nurse is like, hey, by the way, like your son has some sort of like gift. Your son is registering on the Geiger counter. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, sweetie, I don't know why. hey I don't sweetie know. you remember that time you did naked yoga in the radioactive biohazard room? <laughs> remember that time that you did naked yoga at the Native American burial ground? <laughs> well, I've got some news for you. <laughs> Ghost baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why does our baby look like Taylor Lautner from the Twilight movies? <laughs> the wolf, not the, not yeah. the actual Taylor Lautner. No, actual Taylor Lautner. <laughs> It's just Taylor, Taylor Lautner is Forrest Whitaker is the baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brady, why don't you go ahead and tell us what this movie is actually about? Uh, yeah, so I've got the, the IMDb summary up right here. Uh, a desperate man tries to return home to his pregnant fiance after a mysterious apocalyptic event Ugh. turns everything to chaos. They're not even married. No wonder they birthed That's the apocalypse. That's right. This is the oh. Lord. This is the Lord wrecking judgment. You didn't upon tell them. me. We would have been done in two minutes if you told me they they weren't married. In sex education in high school, all they need to do is show this movie. <laughs> this is what happens when you have sex before marriage. You die. You give birth to the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, man. Not in my Christian household. Not in my so, Christian apocalypse. So, I mean, anything we could have thrown out there about the apocalypse would have been correct about this movie. So do you think like Forrest Whitaker is like the antagonist? Is there, a, is there like a long... I'm going to look up longer summary. Yeah. Look up like the Wikipedia plot. That's also a lot of times how I would uh, find out about scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> that, I ne- that, I ne- that I never wanted to watch. I would just okay. go on Wikipedia and read the synopsis. Find out where the jump scares are. All right, so uh, Wikipedia plot summary is Will and Samantha, Sam, are a young couple who are expecting their first child. Will flies from Seattle to visit Sam parent- Sam's parents in Chicago, intending to ask permission to marry Sam from Tom. Tom. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, from Bird Box. This is tied into Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Tom's been getting around. Oh, no, not Tom. Oh, so basically, he's got to make his way back to his like pregnant wife during the apocalypse. Yeah. And so through that, they almost get robbed. They flip a car. Um, Tom almost dies. They evade a gang, but then Tom succumbs to his wounds and then dies. What? <laughs> um, Pulls a full Jon Snow. <laughs> as he gets closer to Seattle, Will sees that the city is almost completely destroyed. He sees a note left by Sam with an address to a cabin. At the cabin, Will finds Sam with their neighbor, Jeremiah. The next morning, Jeremiah attempts to kill Will, having fallen in love with Sam. Oh. Will shoots him. Soon after, an earthquake triggers a large explosion, explosion causing a pyroclastic flow. Will and Sam drive away from the engulfing oh. cloud. Poor Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, boy. So no satire whatsoever. No, this movie is satire. <laughs> like What you just read to me was the height of comedy. That was Monty Python levels of comedy. <laughs> So one thing I did notice is that this movie is definitely like pre-2016 because they asked for the gender of the baby and they didn't do a gender <laughs> reveal. Oh, oh yeah. They went ahead and found out the gender of the baby without like popping a balloon That's or right. like uh, blowing up some sort of like pyrotechnic, setting a field you on know, fire. What I, how I want to find out is I want to cause a seismic event off the coast of California. Yeah. That, and that's, how, that's actually how they're finding out the gender of their baby. Okay, like if you crack the earth in the middle, you'll see the pink cord. You guys, it's a girl. It's a girl. you guys have to stop having babies. California is California's in shambles. Are they, are they still in a drought? Is that still? Sounds like they're in a talent drought. <laughs> Movies like this keep getting made. So Tom like almost dies by getting robbed, and then as you do, as you do, he gets better. Later, they encounter another gang. 
and then Tom succumbs to his wounds and dies. That's all we get from this plot I like breakdown. How, I like how immediately the apocalypse begins and gangs just erupt. <laughs> you know how in the Purge movies, everyone is just a psychopath? Yeah. Uh, this is what that feels like to me. It's like, as soon as the apocalypse <laughs> happens, they're like, okay. People just uh, go I insane. Saw, I saw the Hunger Games. Like, let's do this. <laughs> I understand that people are crazy, but there's no way we're three seconds into the apocalypse and people just start like shanking each other. Yeah. Well, it's like the second I hear an earthquake <laughs> knife out. Well, I think the most unrealistic part of it is like, how can you make friends that fast? Oh, that's so true. Nothing brings people together like the ensuing apocalypse. Yeah, nothing brings people together like gang-related activities. <laughs> it's the ultimate I-just-want-to-do-hood-rat stuff with my friends. All right, so let's be honest. Now that we know what this movie is actually about, do we want to watch it? No. This is, I think it definitely deserved its 20% rating. So last episode, I... I sort of expressed that I was tired of apocalyptic movies. Really, what I meant was I'm tired of crappy apocalyptic movies. I think I definitely think there's a way that you can do the apocalypse and make it interesting. Obviously, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, 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 was sure. a good way of doing that. Even though I don't think it was the apocalypse, I don't really know what was going on with that movie because I hadn't seen any of the other Mad Maxes. But uh, it's not like this. What was that? What was that apocalypse movie with Nick Cage? Oh, Left Behind? No. Uh, knowing. Well, that one. The Knowing. The yeah. Knowing. That was an interesting concept, at least. It was stupid. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> forget, my, forget my idea. Yeah. Wow. What a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. What a dumb idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid. stupid hey, idea. Colton, can you go answer the door real quick? <laughs> hey, Brady, is there a reason why we keep asking Colton to be back on this podcast? <laughs> and I say keep as if we have more than two episodes. Colton's feeding me all these bad movie ideas. So. Oh, is, okay. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming. Wait, hey wait. Colton. Uh, wait, y'all are y'all talking about my bad movie ideas? No, 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 no. I we love were... all these movies. Yeah, no, we love them too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, will not be watching this anytime soon. Same, but it's gonna be stuck on my Netflix watch it again queue for a while now. <laughs> or yeah, or the continue watching for. <laughs> so thanks, Stir the Plot, for ruining my continue watching queue for Netflix. Oh yeah, your algorithm is just screwed at this point. Yeah, it's nothing but apocalypse movies now. <laughs> well, because mine, okay, so I like turn on Netflix, like I turn on movies when I try to go to sleep, and literally the volume's at like two, so I can't hear anything. It's just flashing lights and white noise at that point. Uh, and it's all like family movies and like cartoons and stuff like that so i'm like chicken run uh, <laughs> the road to el dorado uh not the first atlantis but atlantis milo returns oh, good. <laughs> oh no the better all, one of the, the two yeah the straight to dvd all the disney sequels lined up in a row mm-hmm. pocahontas <laughs> 2 a new or is it the new a new world <laughs> little new mermaid hope. 2 uh yeah pocahontas 2 a new hope and there's pocahontas 3 the empire strikes back <laughs> strikes back Colton and I, we did have a friend who was just super into anime, and I let him borrow my Netflix account for maybe two, three days, and I'm mm-hmm. still, Naruto is still popping up in my suggested feed for uh, Netflix. The language settings on your Netflix have just been changed to Japanese. <laughs> and uh, every thumbnail you get for the show is in like a uh, really big anime style. Like like Bird Box, it's just like a real big like... It's just chibi Sandra Bullock. <laughs> All episodes of The Office now begin with a lengthy Japanese rock cover. Honestly, that doesn't sound half bad. I'll <laughs> say, <laughs> Steve Carell, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, he's doing Space Force. I want to see anime The Office. <laughs>
Could you imagine Dwight's overdramatic inner monologue in an anime? <laughs> oh, gosh. You could do the Naruto thing where we go inside uh, Dwight's head for a solid season. Uh, or um, the Dragon Ball Z three-arc power-up <laughs> of Jim putting a stapler in Jello. A three-arc Jim prank. All right, so that was our final thoughts about... Uh, about how it ends let us know if you you don't have to watch this movie this is not like a homework based podcast we're not requiring you to go watch this movie but if you do let us know uh what you think of it we'll give all our socials uh at the end of this but right now i think we want to start a new segment of this podcast called let's talk about it where we talk about things uh that we've watched recently whether it be movies or tv shows or anything like that uh colton you just said uh that you recently went and watched glass yeah I thought it was good. Um, people I saw it with thought it was a lot better than I did. Um, I, <laughs> Those are always the the weirdest experiences because you yeah. go to the theater and everybody's like, God, that was the most incredible cinematic experience <laughs> I've ever had. And you were like, really? Really? What's I that? love um, – I'm very much like – I get immersed into movies and like it can be a really bad movie. And I'm like – Oh, this is amazing. I love this. And then I come out of it and I'm like, oh, wait, no, that was bad. Right. That was the first movie where I was like, this isn't a great movie. Right. I don't know. It's like Aquaman where like Aquaman is a trip to get through. I don't know what I would cut out of Aquaman though. Yeah. Um, If we're like just being completely honest, have Brady, have you seen Aquaman? I've seen Aquaman. Okay. Yeah. I would cut out that desert scene. That's, I think that's where I would go. I think I would have them go straight to Italy. Italy? I'd also cut out like half the Italy scene. Really? Of her having like an Ariel gets feet. <laughs> that's that's fair, yeah. But a movie that comes to mind whenever I think about something like you go in and you're like, oh, that was so amazing. But like the more you think about it, it's like, oh no, that was actually a very bad movie. Was Suicide Squad? Mm. I tried so hard to like like and defend that movie. Oh, you like, can't, yeah. Like you try to defend it, and then you hear Margot Robbie, who is a phenomenal actress, say normal is just a setting on a dryer <laughs> she's a great harley quinn but yeah i'm very excited for the birds of prey movie that's, that's gonna be such a good movie i hope so derek is there anything that's uh, been on your radar lately uh so i went and saw glass didn't like it probably wouldn't recommend it uh but i also the same day went and watched dragon ball super uh broly <laughs> speaking of anime and i thoroughly enjoyed that uh i w- i walked out of it more so being like i love how hype people get about dragon Mm. ball z um it's just like watching people just freak out about these fight Mm. scenes and stuff it's so much fun um i remember when the first one came out like as a kid i knew nothing about dragon ball z but i was so hyped for that movie. well (laughs) funny story growing up i wasn't allowed to watch dragon ball z uh because you know anime and uh <laughs> let's be honest who in a christian household was allowed to watch anime not me i'm um, still not allowed to watch anime <laughs> <laughs> my mom uh, still is like is that pokemon <laughs> evolution, evolution. Get, your, get your Yu-Gi-Oh summons out of here <laughs> that blue-eyed dragon has the eyes of the devil <laughs> <laughs> i always said the devil had blue eyes and was a white dragon oh, um man. So, uh, but when I would go out of town with my dad and we'd go stay with my grandpa, I'd always watch Dragon Ball. I'd always watch Toonami. So it'd be, whether it be like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto or anything like that, like I'd watch that. And that's how I, yeah. If you can't hear the rustling that's going on in Colton's <laughs> mic, he was just doing hand signs. Um, Bloods and Crips. Shadow Shuriken. <laughs> so that's how I got my anime fix. But like now as an adult, I shouldn't be watching anime, but yet here I am. Animes, animes, anim- animes. I don't know how you say it. Mimi, uh, <laughs> Mango, 
Anna Mangoes. Anna Mangoes. The Despicable Me Mimis on Facebook. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely recommend Dragon Ball Super Broly uh, if you uh, can sit through an anime movie. If you can't, then I would recommend going to see... I would go to see about expanding your cultural horizons. Yeah, go to a Thai restaurant or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I heard if you walk into Sakura, they're just playing Yu-Gi-Oh! on repeat. <laughs> so if you don't know what Sakura is, it is a... Uh, here in the town that we live in, it is the new sushi place that just opened up, which is an oxymoron in and of itself uh, <laughs> in a small Texas town having a sushi place. It's actually really good. Um, but I walked in there one day and they were just straight up playing Dragon Ball on the TV. And I was like, I think this place is going to be open for a while. <laughs> um, I will patronize this restaurant for as long oh, as they keep doing. I will up. squat in this restaurant. <laughs> keep those California rolls coming. Keep them coming, sir. All right, y'all, uh, now that you have some other things to watch besides How It Ends, let us know on our social media whether or not you actually do want to watch How It Ends or if you would like another suggestion from us. Uh, if you actually do go and watch uh, Glass or Dragon Ball Super, uh, let us know. Brady, why don't you go ahead and give us our socials? Yeah, um, so we finally got our website up and running. Um, you can email us at stirtheplot at gmail.com and follow us at any of our social medias. We've got uh, at stirtheplot on Instagram, at stirtheplot? What is plot it on stir? Okay, I think this can be the part, the part where we talk about the debacle on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so on Twitter, uh, we tried to get at stirtheplot, uh, which if we were to get it anywhere else, it like if we got it everywhere else, then I was sure that we were going to get it on Twitter. Uh, there is actually a Twitter that is already called Stir the Plot, and they give writing advice. Uh, so if you want to, you can go send them harassment. Uh, but you can also find us at Plotster. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's it does not roll off the tongue. I might change it to at Plotster Podcast. Uh, just so it has the word podcast in it. Just so it's got some extra syllables in there. Yeah, because Plotster is gross. It sounds like a, a like a meme page. <laughs> Which it probably will be anyway. So. Honestly, I mean, the first tweet that I sent out was a meme. So, so if you want to follow us on there, like I said, it's at Plotster as of right now. Also, if, if you guys want to recommend movies to us to have on the podcast, that'll be great help for us. Oh yeah, we also have a Facebook page uh, at Stir the or you don't really have to put at, but look up Stir the Plot podcast. Uh, if you have some movie recommend recommendations, go ahead and send them to us on there as well, or email them to us. We might read your emails out loud. Ooh, Ooh new segment. That's Ooh. a segment idea. I just gave y'all a free one. Uh, we also are on Spotify as well now. Uh, no, not yet. Wait, I looked at it earlier today. Did you really? Did you really? Yeah, it's on there. No, it's not. One hundred percent. Hold on, wait. Hold what? on. Really? Yeah, like it's for sure. You're lying. Wait, you also have an Android. <laughs> Bro, it's right there. Stir the plot. Wait, we're on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify now. I guess there's no <laughs> approval process on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, let them in. Anyone can put whatever they want to. Okay. Yeah, so Steve Jobs said he's going to try to get us up on iTunes as fast as possible, but we are on Spotify. Yeah, no, this is news. Like, we literally, that's real time. We just found out that we're on Spotify, uh, which is very exciting for me. I'm genuinely like excited uh our first episode of bird box is on there that's so exciting i'm like uh, we're not even kidding real time we just found out that we're on spotify like <laughs> literally real time seconds at, ago as we're recording colton was like oh yeah we're on spotify i was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> and hey thank you guys so much for the love on our first episode we're having so much fun recording this podcast and it's even more fun when you know people are actually listening to it 
Yeah, I uh, just me personally, I really appreciate the genuine like feedback. Uh, we hope to provide uh, joy to your day uh, when we are just talking about stupid movies and what could possibly be happening in them. Tell your friends. Yeah, we don't pay to advertise, so tell your friends, like, share, all that good stuff. Yeah, we're not at the point where Warby Parker will give us ad space, so... Uh, <laughs> What I mean, we're like three episodes away from pitching a Patreon, so we might as well just keep going at this point. Uh, follow me on Venmo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Stir the Plot, podcast for movie lovers. I'm Brady. I'm Derek. I'm Colton. And my name is Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, just give her a big old hug. She put the butt.